This is the Epilogue audio experience. I would say that um, the one thing that really um, drives me and uh, my strength is really the the opportunity to um, to make change. And I think that change is is so is a driver for me that, you know, if I'm able to see that I'm able to make an impact um, that really like it's a self um, fulfilling prophecy. It actually feeds me when we're able to be successful and help children, um, help others, help my parents, help my family. Uh, it's a um, it's yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing. You just you find the energy because there's a, there's an excitement um, that that comes with being able to to create these things. Hi everyone, welcome to Where East Meets West. I'm your host, Sister Jenna. A beautiful collaboration between America Meditating Radio that I host very regularly and Eplog as we look at how best Indians can really bring some of their best to the world and make the world a better place. You know, with my background of being half Indian and half African Caribbean and being raised in America, I look at the world extremely differently. I don't see sides. I'm in the middle. I build bridges. I believe in inclusion, diversity, and I believe that we all have something to offer our humanity. Where East meets West, we're talking to some of the most eloquent, profound, prolific voices who are making an impact not only in America, but around the world. Today, it gives me great pleasure to welcome Sharmi Albrechtson, who we're going to learn more about. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Robotics aficionado, educator, author, and mom. Sharmi is the CEO and co-founder of Smart Girls, a fast-growing startup company focusing on closing the gender gap in technology. Smart Girls is the first robotics company focused on girls. Did you know that? <laughs> so Sharmi is the visionary backbone of the company, ensuring that the company develops markets and sells innovative products. She received Adweek's 2017 Disruptor Award in championing gender diversity in advertising and tech. She has also been named Woman Entrepreneur in of the Year 2018 by the Asian Chamber of Commerce, and she has been featured in Forbes, Huffington Post, Financial Times, Fox Business News and much more. In 2017, Smart Girls was featured on ABC's Shark Tank, where Sharmi battled more than 40,000 companies to get placed. Can you believe that? On air, she battled celebrity sharks, including Richard Branson, Mark Cuban, and closed a deal with the incredible Damon John. Sharmi Albertson, thank you for joining us. And let me start off by saying you inspire me. Oh, thank you so much. And no, thank you so a- much for um, allowing me to, to spread, our me- spread the messages of Smart Girls to your community. Excited to hear more because um, when I found out about your work, I said, oh my gosh, you're right next door to me. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, how has life changed for you after Shark Tech? Shark Tank was an amazing experience. Um, from the from the very beginning, um, in, through my entrepreneurial journey, um, I was watching Shark Tank and was so inspired by the companies that were there and what they were able to do. And it actually um, allowed me to to see that I also could be a, an entrepreneur. So even before I you know entered the tank, um, I was watching the show and was a big fan. And so um, when I got the opportunity to actually pitch to the to the producers. Um, I was over the moon and I was so excited about it. And because I was a fan, I also knew what they liked and what they were looking 
before. So um, it changed our company dramatically. I mean, I was this, you know, a small, um, you know, toy company just starting out and Shark Tank allowed us to rebrand the company. Um, we have, we've sold more than 50,000 um, products. We've educated, you know, about a hundred thousand children. So it's been, you know, a fantastic journey and, and I can, you know, really thank Shark Tank and, um, and, and basically all of our, our loyal fans who've been following us through this journey. For that, that's not a small feat. I mean, that's huge. And when you get on platforms like Shark Tank and you move forward and you stay good to your word and you keep forging ahead, it just goes to show that if somebody just gets behind you a little bit, there's no telling what one cannot achieve and what can what one cannot do. Um, tell us about Smart Girls. How did that yes. get all started? Well, I started Smart Girls um, because my I was a, a mother, like you know, many mothers are out there, um, trying to inspire my daughter in math. Um, if you look at statistics, most girls don't like math and they veer away from math. And my daughter was becoming one of those. Um, she was only you know nine years old at the time, but I could see that there was a pattern. And so I wanted to break that pattern. And I thought, well, maybe if I could show her applied math, how you could use math in you know everyday things. And so I bought a Lego Mindstorm set because um, that was the only coding robot that was on the market. And I brought it home and it was a complete failure. She hated it. At, you know, everything she hated. <laughs> she hated the packaging. She hated the box. She hated the robots that we could build. You know, there were pictures of boys, you know, all over the materials. Um, the robots that you could build were masculine with, you know, tank-like um, things. And then I started thinking about it and I was like, yeah, you know, she's getting these messages that, you know, robotics is for boys. STEM is for boys. And, you know, it's, it's coming across, you know, everything that's out there. And so I wanted to create a very feminine robot that was very different and looked very different than anything that was on the market. And so that spurred my idea to, um, to create smart girls and to make products that, you know, spoke to women that spoke to girls and, um, and showed them that you could have a high tech product that, um, that had, you know, all the bells and whistles that, you know, a boy's technical, you know, boy's product would have, but, um, but it would also, so speak to girls with stories, with characters, with um, with real life context, and um, and that's that's what Smart Girls is all about. It's basically you know American Girl meets uh, Lego Mindstorms. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You know how I'm pulling, or what I'm pulling from what you're sharing, is how as a parent, you're not just putting into your child what you want them to be, but you're actually looking for their gifts, their talents, their specialities, and how you were able to tune into that to come up with smart girls. And I think that's really fascinating to really pull from that scene, something that was really challenging or something that was like, it's not working. And then you were able to find something that you could pull from and say, there must be another way. There must be another way I can inspire my daughter to believe more in herself or to be better. And I think that speaks volumes about the choice that you've made here. So what was the process of going about and getting these dolls made? Tell me a little bit about uh, how you went about doing that. 
Well, you know, it's funny that you ask. I actually created an advisory board of children. Um, and, you know, they're still with us today. Um, I tr- chose girls that were a little bit older that had just maybe, you know, come out of childhood so that they could be eloquent about, you know, what things they liked during their childhood and be able to express themselves a little bit easier. And so this was a, you know, advisory group of potentially, we had about um, 10 to 10 to 12 um, little girls. And we would meet um, every so often, probably once a week on a Saturday, have a tea party. And then we would talk and we would go through different kinds of characters. We would go through the dolls themselves. We would go through um, the stories, um, any kind of, you know, adventures that they thought that the, that kids would um, be attracted to, And so those young girls really um, gave me insight into what it means to create engaging products for children and specifically for girls and how to really make the bridge between um, playing and learning and what kinds of um What's, what kinds of products would be attractive to them? So when you look at a smart girls product, I mean, it looks very different, even though it has all the high tech elements of, um, you know, a drone or a robot. It has, you know, it's, it's self balancing. It has Bluetooth. It has, you know, all the bells and whistles. You can code it from your phone or tablet. Um, but then the girls element of it is that it's very colorful. Um, the packaging um, tells you something about um, the character that is writing it. So you have a beautiful doll that you get to choose. And we have, you know, we now have boys and girls too. So we have a line called smart buddies that's for schools. And that um, now we have eight beautiful characters for boys and for girls and stories for each of them. Um, and they're being used in after school and school programs around the country right now. So Really um, exciting to see like the expansion of of where we started with really focusing on girls, um, and you know our partners with Black Girls Code and Girl Scouts um, have really appreciated these products and now expanding to schools. It's so incredible. And um, are the products um, global? I mean, let's just say, can young girls in India acquire some of these products? Not yet. Um, we have been, um, we've been good about getting across Europe, but we honestly have not been able to get, um, international partners. So if there's anyone listening, um, please contact us because we would love to be able to provide our products globally. And, um, but we need those partnerships and we are still a small company and it's hard to, um, yeah, to be so small and to be a global player. We, um, we've had some partners in Europe and so we've been able to sell in France and Germany and in England, but um, nothing in, in Asia yet. So, well, let's see. Yes, One never yes, knows. Everything is yes. moving so fast and efficiently now. You know, a lot of women, we've, you know, we're under this notion that um, there's certain things that just we're not supposed to do. We're not supposed to run companies. Uh, we're not supposed to fly a jet. We're not supposed to go to war. You know, we're supposed to be quiet. You know, old Indian norms is that for an Indian woman, when she's married, her husband is God. And I think that's a beautiful thing. If he treats you with respect and love and treats you like a princess, I have absolutely no problem with that tradition. <laughs> but if he doesn't, then I'm not going to sign up for that. Right. Mm. And so we're looking at women today who are just biting off so much. You're one of them. You're a CEO. You're a mom. 
your your wife, your friend, your an in you know your daughter-in-law. You're so much. Where do you pull your strength from? Where do you pull your strength from to keep going forward? I would say that um, the one thing that really um, drives me and um, my strength is really the the opportunity to um, to make change. And I think that change is is so is a driver for me that you know if I'm able to see that I'm able to make an impact, um, that really like it's a self um, fulfilling prophecy. It actually feeds me when we're able to be successful and help children, um, help others, help my parents, help my family. Uh, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. You just, you find the energy because there's a, there's an excitement, um, that, that comes with being able to, to create these things. Um, of course. And I, and I love the fact that I can balance all of this as a woman, you know, being able to do, you know, be a mother and a wife and a daughter, uh, and also be able to, you know, be the CEO of my own company. I mean, these are the beautiful times that we live in. I mean, look at, you know, Kamala Harris, you mentioned her earlier. I mean, she's an inspiration to us all. And, and, you know, she was able to, to, to get a seat in the white house and it's just fantastic really. So, you know, women like, like her, you know, also help provide energy to me because I say, okay, well, if she can do it, I can do it. And, you know, we, we, we can all, you know, find, um, find this energy to be able to, to accomplish what we dream of. I know that, you know, when I was a, when I was a baby, my parents had dreams for me and I want to, to make sure that they see that, you know, I'm able to accomplish those in my lifetime and, 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 and be proud of what I was able to, to do here. You know, a, a lot of times Indian women are blamed for raising the bar too high for American women, you know? We, we, we make dal and roti with one hand and we have yeah. a kid on the other, right? <laughs> do yeah. you agree with them? Do you sometimes, because I have a, a, some friends, I have so many friends, and there's one mm -hmm. particular Indian couple. It's like a, these mothers are like the best. And the amount of energy they put into everything, they make you look like you're a bum. <laughs> and then you say to yourself, am I doing too little or are they just doing way too much? Do you ever find yourself kind of feeling that, am I doing too much? I mean, do I, where do I find my balance? Yeah. And, and that's, I think that's life in general. You're always looking for the balance. And there are times, you know, I also say this to, you know, my daughter that when um, there are times in life where you just go for it. And that means that, you know, you, um, that, you know, a lot of energy is being used, but then you, you need to be smart about it and say, okay, you know, I'm going to do this for like six months. For example, like I was, um, Morgan Stanley is one of our investors and part of working with them meant that I had to live apart from my family and live in New York and work out of, um, out of their offices in, um, in Times Square. And I'm not a really big fan of New York. I think it's very hectic and it's just not, you know, my lifestyle at all. Um, but I went there and I did it and I said, okay, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take this challenge. Um, I'll be alone, but I'll do it. And I'll come back, you know, and be able to, you know, take some relaxation time with my family, be able to, to do my yoga and, and be with, be in nature, which is really important for me. So you have to find what feeds you. Um, and then, you know, make sure that you're always, um, 
taking that, taking that and, and, and balancing yourself and making sure that you're getting, getting what you need to continue, um, the hard work. But, you know, I think it's also an attitude issue. Like I love it. You know, if I was, if I didn't have it, I would find projects. I mean, I, you know, I was talking to a friend the other day and she, we were talking about, you know, our maternity leave. And I said, well, you know, I, I took advantage of my, you know, paid maternity leave to start a catering company. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> what? You know, and I said, yeah, I just, I mean, you know, I always have to be, you know, rolling and moving. And I just remember like my daughter was in a baby Bjorn, you know, and I was, you know, cooking and, you know, and, um, and creating a catering company and, and doing catering events for the, you know, the U S embassy, um, abroad <laughs> during my maternity leave. So, you know, if you just have it in you, you've got to, you get, you can't stop. You just got to keep yeah, moving. Um, yeah. I want to jump in on that because yes, it is something that is in you. Uh, and at the same token, we still have to kind of find our balance as well mm -hmm. because sometimes we give so much that we become dry and we don't know what to do and we get frustrated or angry with everyone or impatient and it's not that we mean anything towards them but it's just my cup is dry just give me some time i need to fill mm -hmm. it back up you know smart girls is really tackling a big need which is uh, young women growing up recognizing that they can do anything that they wish What's your vision for smart girls like in the next five years? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, we have some exciting projects that we're working on. I mean, one thing, something that you do really well and, and we would like to do more of is really being able to communicate the message and getting out there. I think that that is so important. Awareness is so important that that girls actually see these opportunities for themselves and that's it's difficult to do. And so right now we have an opportunity with the television program that we're working on. So um, we have some television producers that are interested in creating a show about girls and boys that um, have STEM projects. So it's a really, really exciting project that we're working on. And I can't reveal too much about it, but that's definitely something that we'll be working on in the future. What we see ourselves as is a potentially a mini educational Disney where we have different elements of the company. We have, we have products, we have stories, we have content, we have, you know, potentially television show. Um, we, we're also working on an animated show. So that's the direction that we would like to go in where you get a, a 360 experience. Something that we were really successful with this summer um, was our camps. So we did online camps for children because of COVID. And so we had a program called Camp in a Box and we ended up on Good Morning America and was named um, the best STEM camp of the summer by Good Housekeeping. And that program really showed that there was a, a, a tremendous need for online education from home. But, you know, something that a lot of kids are taking online education through their school, but it's it's not very interactive. It's not exciting. It's not fun. Um, we send kids a camp in a box and they get everything they need for the two weeks and then they get a two week experience. And it's almost like I can't say it's like, you know, um, camp where you're where you're together in a room. Definitely not. Um, a physical camp is, is a beautiful thing. And, you know, I went to camp my whole my whole childhood. So, you know, definitely don't replace it, but it can be a nice add-on and it's something that we're building on for the future as well. Um, we have a partnership with NYU. Um, they're an investor in the company and now we're building a platform for 
online education with NYU and the National Science Foundation. So a lot of really exciting things happening in the future. So we'll we'll be able to, to really expand what we offer to our fans and customers. See that. I mean, you're saying that you need a little bit helping communicating your work and, and smart girls, but I think you're doing a great job. I, I was actually envisioning, as you were telling me, the online camp for a lot of young girls in India. Like mm. I could see you doing like a really massive online program there, and uh, I'll be happy to help to see how we can mobilize that and move that forward. Oh, that Again, because it's where East meets West. You know, there are mm. talents on both sides of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we forget. We just forget that actually everything is just a press of a button away to make something magical happen, make something mm -hmm. magical happen. So I'm going to take you through something called rapid fire, rapid spiritual fire on my okay. part. And I'm just going to mention one word and you tell me what's the first word that comes to your mind. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> Tea or coffee? Tea. Girls or boys? Girls. <laughs> Religion or God? God. America or India? America. Who is Sharmi in one word? Who are you? Energy. Perfect. And a lot of that you have gotten, my dear. Thank you so much. What you're doing is just absolutely brilliant. I'm, I'm just Thank so you. inspired by it. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right, everyone, I hope you've enjoyed my conversation with Sharmi Albertson, who is really awakening the potential and the power in our young girls, which are our future. You empower a woman, you're going to empower the entire world. Never forget that. And I'm not saying that men are any less. No, the conversation that I'm having right now is that we're in a particular area and period in our lives that the recognition and the acceptance that a soul in a female body has just as much capacity to benefit the world, to make the world a better place, to code, <laughs> to fly pain, to go to war, whatever it might be, if it's in her spirit, let her express it. Don't hold back potential. To hold back potential is to hold back your own potential too. And so we're at this particular period in time that we want to see girls be smart. They are smart anyway, but to be able to give them the opportunity to do the things that they're called to do and to not inhibit that. So thank you for joining us here again. And if you've got any thoughts or questions, feel free to leave us a message on ePlog, send us a direct, what do you call it, DM, direct message and or comment or text us and we'd be happy to get back in touch with you. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission and we should be here to practice loving each other the same so the world can become a much, much better place. Thank you very much for joining us. See you again really soon.